0: Blog TALK RADIO
1: Hey baby We've been in this for a long time now I just feel real special about this Sunbreakable
2: All right. Welcome to the Wednesday Night Poetry Special. And I'm some guy named Jay. And uh in this special edition of the Wednesday night poetry special slash digital meet and greet, we have uh we have poets. Of course we have uh the poet Niana Renee, Wyatt, True Butterfly, and Tammy Thomas. They'll be performing, you know, pieces for us right quick. And uh, we also have our special guest, Bruce George. Bruce George, he's the co-creator of HBO's Deaf Poetry Jam. And uh, he's the founder of the Geniuses Common Movement. And we'll be speaking to him about the Geniuses Common Movement uh, tonight. So let me go on ahead and bring on JT and, and Bruce George just to set the tone and then we'll get into the the show. Hold on just a second. JT.
3: Hey, what's up, Jay? What's good? What's going on, man?
2: Oh yeah, just uh, just doing a show. Oh yeah, and I also want to say before we get into this, I want to say the song that we played at the beginning was Lando's Unbreakable Definitely check out Lando and his music. It's available everywhere. Music is uh, available to be streamed, like Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that. Definitely check out Lando. And we'll have Lando on the digital meet and greet this Friday at nine PM. So definitely tune in. We'll, you know, we talk chopping it up with Lando and his music. All right. Yeah, so you doing well, JT?
3: I'm doing good, man. I was gonna say the genius in common does not apply to the leadership we have in D.C. right now. That's for sure.
1: <laughs>
3: ah, well, yeah, well,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not a genius. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, let's go on ahead and bring on Bruce George so he could say a little bit about genius is common and introduce himself. Bruce George.
4: Yo, what's good, brother Jonathan?
2: I'm doing well. Doing? Good, good, good. I'm glad to be
4: Well, oh me yeah. Put it like this, first and foremost, first and foremost, I would like to thank the good Lord for blessing us to be here. I would like to thank you, Jonathan. You know, for having me on your show. Uh, and I'm, I want to thank Brother J T for being the moderator. I want to thank your listeners for listening in. And I'm excited to be here.
2: Oh yes, oh yes, we're we're excited to have you. Yes,
1: definitely, indeed.
2: Definitely. Um, now, before we get into the uh, the Q and A session, we're gonna uh, we're gonna start it off, open it up with some few pieces, with some few poetry pieces from some of the star talent, star poets that we have in Blacktopia. So, uh, so let me go on ahead and bring them on so they can bless the mic, and then we're gonna get straight into the interview. Coming up to the stage first is, uh, is the poetic goddess, Nyana Renee. Nyana Renee is also, uh, well, she's multifaceted, multi-talented, because, you know, as Geminis, we, we do a little bit of everything. And uh, she's also a writer and cast member on the sketch comedy show Yesterday Night Taped, which I'm also a, a cast member writer on as well. You can check out Yesterday Night Taped on Spreaker, Spotify, these and wherever else you could find it at. Oh yeah and at iHeartRadio. So uh definitely welcome uh to the stage, Nyana Renee.
5: Hi. Thank you for having me, peace and
1: blessings
2: Oh yes. thanks for being here. All right Thank you, hi
5: I um I am a fan hey, of Death Poetry Jam, by the way. So I appreciate
4: that. Thank I imagine you, myself okay.
5: being on stage, so I'm going to need you to get that back rolling so I can kick that stage off, okay?
4: Okay, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to hearing you do your thing.
5: Okay, so I was going to do something woke, but since um everything is um going on, um I want to kind of relieve that kind of stress. So I'm going to do an erotic poem if that's all right with y'all.
1: Okay,
5: okay. Okay, so I titled this piece to me. You say that you're into me on some deep shit. If you really want to impress me, say it. I mean, with your chest, show it with your actions. I just want you to speak to me with everlasting satisfaction. Matter of fact, speak to me. With respect as if I'm Fucking birth you And your brother I mean Speaking to my clique As if it's ain't open mic Spreading my lips speaking Those words deep into my pussy Walls you know my shit Tight make me feel every Damn word you're telling me Yes king I need you to speak To me eat me like I am your last supper prepared By your grandmother Yeah eat me Like I am your last supper prepared by your grandmother, I said, Mm, eat me like I am your last supper prepared by your grandmother. Yes, make them lips speak a pussy language that only your dick can interpret. I need you to speak life into me, speaking in tongues as I sit my temple upon your face. Let's bow our heads and say grace. A goddess with such a sweet taste between her thighs as her legs fall. I want to hear your words in my ear as your lips disappear to my pussy walls. Stand on them words. Make me believe what you're saying. Let me see visions of your words manifest in my mind and into my life. I pray to you as I come. I'm thankful for the powerful tongue as it blesses my pussy. I close my eyes as you suck. I'm feeling my soul weave. Inserting your big dick inside me tonight is my resurrection. Harder, 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 harder. I'm coming on your dick. I'm licking that shit. I feel my soul returning. My body is yearning for you to speak to me again. In peace.
4: Wow.
2: Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Nayana. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or shout out before we go to the next poet?
5: Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Nayana Renee on all social media platforms. That's N-I-A-N-A-R-E-N-E-E. Um, I have my own website, com, where I have a blog where I show um, all my versatile pieces along with selling my merchandise and also my three um, poetry books that I have Published stuff, published that's available on all um, platforms, national and international. Um, you can also catch me on Tuesday nights on Big Radio at 7 p.m. on Tuesday for a brutally honest show. Um, also, yesterday night tape, of course, you could see me with a lot of sketches that I wrote on there. Also, I did a lot of the comedy voices. So, and thank y'all, thank y'all so no, much. Thank you, thank you, Renee. Me. Are you?
4: Are you familiar with the Panani poets?
5: Um, Are you no. familiar
4: with them? Um, yeah, no, definitely. Actually, you might want to definitely look them up. Yeah, I do Okay, Oakland,
5: get that information right? to um J T to JT that he's actually my manager, so you can okay, get that. Okay, um, yeah, so good for y'all can you to
4: get together. So they can get you on their platform, right? Okay. So you can express the erotic, some of the erotic poetry that you have. Really appreciate you coming strong with it. Thank you, cool
5: thank job. you so much. Y'all have a great one.
2: Okay. You as well. You. Appreciate. It. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you, Nada, Renee. All right. Coming up to the stage now, we have Wyatt.
6: Wyatt.
2: Oops, wrong, wrong person. Sorry about that. Where's Wyatt? Did you press one? Wyatt, press one if you... Okay, here we go. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, Wyatt,
1: here you go. <laughs> that,
7: that. Oh, wow, I'm so rusty. I completely forgot to press one. See, I was distracted yeah, because Nayana Renee she set the stage on fire.
1: <laughs> oh, she completely yeah. set it That's on fire, amazing. so
7: I had to redirect what I was gonna what I was gonna do. <laughs> um, but thank you for having me on the show. I do like I enjoy Death Poetry Jam. Also, this piece I appreciate that I'm going you. to I do. Really
4: appreciate that.
7: Oh, listen, we need more genius on TV. We can get out of the reality. This this reality TV stuff needs to go. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just trying to follow in Nayana's footsteps, this piece is called The Morning After. I stretch. A yawn escapes my lips as your scent lingers in my senses, awakening every particle of my being. I look for you and on your side of the bed find a written note scented in your love describing the joy and ecstasy you enjoyed last night. I smile towards the door, imagining the direction you travel as you think of my sensuous body wrapped tightly in your arms and embraced warmer than Arizona heat, yet comforting like an angel's touch. And I love you more, miss you more, anticipating when you will return so the anthem we have started can be completed a moan escapes me as my mind drifts on the heights I've reached, the mountains you've peaked and the sheep you've streaked with the flowing juices of our intermingled passion becoming aroused again I slip your pillow softly between my warm thighs waiting for your return thank you
4: wow wow.
2: appreciate that Oh, yes. Uh, why yet? Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I know you have some books you want to plug. You're welcome to plug your books. You're welcome to plug uh, any upcoming appearances, anything you want. You know, the mic is yours. Just oh, let us know.
7: Thank yes, Uh That piece actually is from my first collection of poetry called Entangled Hearts, available on my website, com. Um, I also have a second collection of poetry called Reflections, Past, Present, and Future. I am on social media. They wouldn't let me use the same name. So on Instagram, I'm y.yet. On Twitter, I'm y underscore yet one. And on Facebook, they made me use my whole government, yet Y-S-W-Y-E-T-T-Burn, B-U-N-N like the coffee maker. Um, I do have another event coming up on Friday. I was invited to participate in the virtual Juneteenth event on Facebook live come Friday. I'll be performing between 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the piece that I will be doing is called Beautiful I Am from the Entangled Hearts Collection. Okay. And I want to thank Jay for inviting me on the show tonight. I want to thank you for coming out to the show and everybody listening. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you,
3: Wyatt. Thank you. Appreciate
2: you. Now, uh Now, Wyatt, do you have to go, or do you, are you going to hang out with us a little bit? Oh, of course. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll definitely keep your mic open just in case you want to, uh, you know, as we get into the conversation, if you want to ask some questions about Geniuses Common or anything about Bruce George's history or anything. So, uh you know, we're welcome to have you on.
7: Okay, thank you.
2: Oh yes, you're welcome and thank you as well. All right. Let's go to the next poet. The next poet is also a another versatile Gemini. You know, she does everything. She uh you know, she's a she's a psychologist. She uh you know, she's an author, she's a veteran. United States veteran. She's a she does everything. I, you know, it can't even. My, all the words. It, look, let me just bring her on. She tell you everything she does. Please welcome to the stage, True Butterfly. Uh oh. Okay. Here we go. Hey. True
1: Butterfly. Hey yes. <laughs> How
3: you doing?
8: Hey, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Thank you Bless, so much. You. It's, how you doing, too? it's been a long time since I've been on the Blacktopia stage with poetry and everything, so I'm just glad to be back in this space and to share some poetry with you all. Um, nice meeting you, uh, Mr. George. And hey, Jay. Hey, nice nice Jay- meeting you Jay- as, as well.
3: <laughs> hey, how you doing?
8: Hey, I'm you. good. <laughs> And did did I hear JT? I know you said, is JT on here?
1: Yes,
8: ma'am. Oh. How are you? I'm Okay.
1: Good. I
8: couldn't hear all the voices. I was trying to distinguish which was which and who was who. How y'all doing this evening?
1: Blessed. Bless. Doing well.
8: Good. Oh, yeah. Well, I have, I, have, I have something very special for y'all, so um, I'm not going to take up too much time just talking, So um, so I'll just get into it. So uh, the the poem I want to share with you all tonight is called Black Men. Uh, And I'm going to talk a little bit about why I did this poem. I wrote this poem a couple months ago before everything began happening with black men because this is how I feel about black men all the time, not when something is going on. Um, I posted it. Many people loved it. Many people said, what about women? What about this? What about that? And my thing is I said what I said when I said it. And, again, Mm -hmm. I posted it before everything was going on, before everybody recognized and began to realize who and what black men are, because this is who and what they've always been, and I'm going to tell you what it is about black men. So, black men, I love your look. I love your style. I love the way you carry yourself. I love the way you protect me. I love what I learned from you. I love the way you know without words. I love the way you love me. I love the way you care for your family. I love your energy. I love your tenacity. I love your resiliency. I love to hear you speak. I love how you excel. I love what you do. I love how you hold me. I love the way you think. I love the way you move through all life throws at you. I love that you are the perfect resting place For me, I love that your hugs feel reassuring and safe. I love when you smile. I love your happiness. I love your emotions. I love why you are. I love the way you are. I love who you are. Black men, you are love and light, and I love you. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Appreciate that.
8: (laughs) Awesome, awesome.
1: Yeah, we thank need a you. lot of love. Yeah. Well.
8: Really. Yes, yes. it All always love on this end.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Adrian. Uh well, a true butterfly. Um is there anything you like to plug? Anything you like to shout out? Uh you're welcome to plug or anything you want to do.
8: Of course. Um my my real name is Adrian Charleston. Uh, you can find me under that name a whole bunch of stuff under that name. You can Google me. I'm also Googleable under Butterfly Flow. I am on Instagram as AC Butterfly Flow. Also Instagram Butterfly Flow Life. And my other business on Instagram is The Higher Ups University. My website is wwwadrian com. I am in a group of women. Of course, we all love black men. And we have a poetry show every Saturday night virtually at 7 p.m. on Facebook, and we are called Boss Brains. You can find us on Boss Brains on IG and Facebook. It airs every Saturday night live 7 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Um. Did I forget anything, Jay?
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's right. I think you covered them all—the the website and everything.
8: <laughs> yes, I have. I have books on my website. I have a poetry book, a journal, and a workbook um, to cover all bases of your life and everything that's going on with you. And yes, I am also a therapist and a motivational speaker. So had to get it all out of there, and you know, had to dedicate something to some my love for black men, and I mean that. From the bottom of my heart and everything Amen. that I stand for and love. <laughs> Amen. Oh,
2: yes. Oh,
8: oh, yes. Definitely. Thank you, Adrian. Um
2: And, uh, and also, could, do you want to hang out with us for a while or do you have to go? Or You
8: you, you know my schedule, but I'll try to stay on for about <laughs> another 20 minutes, probably.
2: <laughs> okay. I, I understand. I know how it is. I
1: appreciate
8: you. Well, definitely. Well, i
2: will to keep your mic open if you want to jump in and ask uh, Bruce George anything, you know, when we get to the session.
8: All right. Thank you so All much right. for having me.
2: Oh, yes. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. All <laughs> right. Let's bring on the poetess, poetess supreme, Tammy. T- Wait, hold up. Uh-oh. Is Tammy still here? Okay. Yes, yeah, she Okay. Tammy Thomas Hello Hello, how y'all doing? Yeah, we're doing well Yeah, right. you?
0: yeah good. I think. Jay, you trying to Jay, you trying to lose me?
2: <laughs> no, we can't do it The sound effect won't play you know, <laughs> Oh no, we're doing well <laughs> Definitely Sorry to do it tonight Oh, we're doing well, well, I'm well nice. Doing black.
0: That's good. Right. I am going to do a poem called "I'm going to do a poem called Confinement," and it's out of my book "Life Through Poetry's Eyes." I am in confinement. My thoughts have been restricted to speak. My pen censored to spill ink. My voice becomes obsolete. Why are they afraid? Holding my pen and paper hostage. Ban me from freedom of speech. I will not be silent. You won't block me. Keep me in a cage like a bird. I'm about to break free. Salute to the ink I'm spilling. My word press on this paper, drilling. Remember this. My mind is a weapon. I am not afraid to use it.
1: Thank you. That's right. Big up, big
2: up that's it. Yes, yes. Yo. Yes,
1: yeah.
2: you. you. all right. Uh now Tammy, um, is there, I know you have uh you got books out, uh you walk on the plug, walk on the yes. plug to plug the book. uh the audio, everything I, you got going on. Just uh, shout it out. Yes, you can find my
0: poetry books on Amazon. Um, you can find me as Tammy S. Thomas. And on Facebook is Tammy Thomas. And I got a Facebook page also, Tammy Thomas the Poetist. And also you can find me on IG as Tiki the Poetic Libra. And I want to give a shout-out to blacktovia Group, Jesus Common Movement. Thank you. Mr. George, JT, UJ. Thank you for giving oh, me this yeah. opportunity.
2: Oh yes, and thank you for being yes, here. Thank you, you for uh, for being on the platform. We appreciate it.
0: I appreciate it also. Thank you.
1: Definitely,
0: definitely. Uh, Tammy Thomas, do you want to hang out with us as well? Uh, into the session,
2: or you gotta go, or?
0: I'm be listening, but I gotta get ready for my daughter's graduation tomorrow.
2: Oh yeah definitely. Her
0: Congratulations little, little celebration Thank you Definitely, She's
1: definitely. The
6: last one Definitely last definitely. Got <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, got them, got them
1: all.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely Tammy Well either way I know you, you want to hang back and, and just listen But I'm going to keep your mic open Regardless So just in case you want to Oh ooh, I want to say that right quick You're welcome to You know Either way Okay. Okay. Well, y'all have a good evening.
0: Thank you so much.
2: All right. right, You you, can Thank you. All right. Now, um, we're going to pass the mic to JT. JT wants to spit a spit a quick poem as well, and then we're going to get to the genius is common, and uh, that's how we do. And for anybody that want to ask questions to Bruce George, when we get into the session. You know the number. If you're streaming from a link or an app or a third-party website, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. If you are already you already dialed the number, you know you're already streaming from your phone, all you have to do is just press 1, and we'll bring you on. All right? So, uh, so JT, here's the mic, and we're going to keep it going. Get to the session.
3: Man, and I gotta I gotta follow those four beautiful, strong black women. that definitely blessed the mic without without question. We definitely appreciate appreciate y'all and everything that you um blessed the mic with tonight. Um, I have a I have a piece that's near and dear to my heart. Um, that I just um, received this week, and um, I have the um the the honor of spitting this for the first time. And uh, so here it is. George Floyd, I can't breathe. Grand in stature, eager to please. Kind and friendly, obedient but oppressed. Robust personality, good nature, a father. Enough of the injustice. Fought to stay alive. Legs pressed firmly into George's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Of course, the plea was ignored by the white police officer. Yes, distressed, too weak to fight. Death came quickly, ignored, no justice, no peace. Color conscious, a white police officer, no justice, no peace. Time to promote justice, and equality for all. Black Lives Matter, racism, retribution will die. Enough of the injustice. I can't breathe. Anger and pain is not the game. I can't breathe. Truth and ugly, a knee is in my neck. I can't breathe heartfelt pain won't be tolerated enough of the injustice, no peace, no justice. I can't breathe in peace wow, wow,
4: appreciate
3: that yeah man um, and why why the peace is near and dear to my heart that was my seventy five year old mother that uh took to the pen and, and wanted to express those words and gave me the honor to spit it on, on her behalf. So appreciate you, Mom. Mm. I love you. Yes, um, that was nice. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, hey, let's get to the session, man. I appreciate that. Um, you know what I'm saying, Mr. Bruce George? Welcome you. to the Digital Meet and Greet. <clears throat> um, yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you, you shout-out out to
4: the Mytopia group.
3: Yes indeed, man. Welcome to our platform, man. And um first and foremost, tell us just a little bit about yourself, man. Introduce yourself to well you, you kinda went through that. So let me go through let me get to the first question to you. Where it pertains to genius and comment. Tell us a little bit, give us a synopsis on that.
4: Okay. Um first and foremost, man, I wanna thank uh everybody for for chiming in, uh, appreciate you with that that powerful piece um, that you just spoke. Paying homage, have to pay homage to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, you know Eric Garner, Ahmaud Arbery, Rashad Brooks, Tamir Rice, Walter Scott, on and on and on to the break of dawn. Right, so definitely um, paying homage to them and their respective families and everybody that has fallen victim to police brutality. Um, As well as this whole COVID situation, uh, which was a man-made virus, as most are, in terms of population control. Uh, My heart goes out to everybody that has uh, suffered from that. Um, So I want to start out by saying that. A little bit about myself. I'm a lover of God. I'm a child of God. My work is my ministry. I'm a social activist. Born in Harlem, raised in the Bronx. I've been living in Brooklyn for over 15 years. I'm a New Yorker to the umpteenth percentile, classic right brain, specialized in psychology, philosophy, classic literature, neuro programming, metaphysics, body language, the law of attraction. I specialize in power, the word smith, word engineer, and a master codologist. So I'm going to be on the show, and I'm excited to be a part of the questions, the Q&A, all of that.
3: Man, without question, man, a lot of lot – of, uh insight just in the opening man and I uh, definitely appreciate those words we've gotta to continue to stay woke and be woke and be conscious about what's going on in our culture, our environment, yes, and in this country. Um, so definitely appreciate that. This right here, what we're doing right now, this is legacy. This is gonna this is gonna live in the annals of time. This is gonna be a part of the movement. So it is it's definitely an honor to, you know saying to be a part of this uh tonight and leaving a little bit of history on the table and in the book um, forever and okay. a day. So when, when we talk about genius as common, tell us a little bit about the concept, you know what I'm saying, and how okay. that develops.
4: Okay. Well, actually, it got started from one of my quotes because I would go around the country and I would ask the youth, when you hear the word genius, what image comes to mind? And they would always say Einstein or like light blah, blah. blah. Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. Mm-hmm. And every now and then I would get a Jordan. And that troubled me. And I said, you know what? Let me write a quote about that. And the quote is notwithstanding Einstein, genius is common. And I turned into the slogan, Genius is common, which turned into an entire movement. As we speak, we have a presence in all 50 states, 14 countries with 18 ambassadors and growing. Praise God. We have a presence in Jamaica, Barbados, Ghana, Kenya, Dubai, Norway, Nigeria, the UK. Canada, the Bahamas, we're about to have a presence in the Dominican Republic. So the abridged version basically is that the Genesis kind of movement is about tearing down the Berlin Wall of the word genius and put it in the hands of the people where it belongs. So you take a young lady from a housing project that Michael Bray's hair like Picasso painted, that's a genius. Dave Chappelle is a genius of a comedian. Bishop T.D. Jakes is a genius of a bishop. Right? So we're the first movement yeah. to let like the world know that the truth origin of the word genius comes from the word genie out of northern africa not ancient rome and the genie is the guiding spirit within a person so the genius in us is the genie in us and the genie in us is the god in us we've been lied to look at the word genie in genesis genesis is the beginning god is the alpha and the what omega look at the word genie mm. in your genes So the cat is out the bag and the jig is out. We're the first movement to take the elitism out of the word genius. Thus, we are an anti-elitist movement.
3: Yes, indeed. Man, so many gems and intellect in that particular um, statement and describing that. So basically, you know what I'm saying, Uh, we have to discover that within ourselves, discover what genius is within us, what has been instilled within, within us. And once we discover it, then it's, our responsibility to put it out there in the atmosphere, you know what I'm saying, and speak it as it was it was it, as it was supposed to be spoke upon. or you know what exactly. I'm saying. Um how how long did it take you to discover your genius within yourself?
4: You know, I was I was a, I was an outlier, you know, I outlier One a Malcolm Gladwell's outlier. I was always a very precocious child, an empath, very empathic Um, I didn't speak until I was after two years old. My mother thought I was autistic. I would always Mm -hmm. point the thing. So I've always had that acumen towards seeing things beneath the surface. And so I realized that at a very young age because whenever people were around me, they felt very uncomfortable. And the reason why is they all said the same thing, that they felt like they were naked or they felt like I was seeing through them. You know, and I used to dummy that down, bro, because I was like, you know, I I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable. And then I had to really do my research and find out where that was coming from. And basically what I was coming from is that I was ordained to be empathic. And so Hmm. I learned to, like, not dummy that down anymore. I mean, if someone is uncomfortable with the fact that I can see through them, then it is what it is. You know, and I learned to wow. embrace myself and to embrace my gifts and then embrace my ordainment. Let me say this to you, brother J
1: J. T. yeah,
4: we are all ordained, my brother. like God has this amazing sense of humor where he gives us this so-called free will to do what we want to do, but the fine print reason, so you do what I instilled in you to do, you never be happy, you never find purpose, right mm. you know what wow. I'm and there yeah. are a lot more ordained ministers out of church than in church. You see somebody flipping burgers, guess what? That's an ordained minister. You see somebody Mm. cleaning toilets, guess what? That's an ordained minister. You see somebody cleaning the streets, that's an ordained minister. There's no such thing as a menial job. That's an elitist-driven world. You feel me? And so the elitists are all about, about, you know, that's a menial job. It's beneath us. But Like Dr. King said, if you're nothing but a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper. Mm. So... Elite yeah. would make us or mislead us into believing that the word genius only applies to rocket scientists and astrophysicists and, math and mathematicians. Nothing could be further from the truth, J.T. Even Einstein said we're all geniuses, and if you were to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree or spend its whole life believing that is stupid. But Mr. Fuller said that every child is born a genius, but the process of life degenerates them. The German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer said the talent is a target that no one else can hit. The genius is a target that no one else can see. You feel me? And so the bottom line yeah. is every last one of us has a genius seed. that just needs watering. Look at Luke 1721. Say neither low here nor low there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. In Genesis, mm. we created mm. in our own what? Image. Right? So... Yeah. In the words of God. Up, you mighty people! You can accomplish what you will.
3: So that's amazing within itself. Um, and those words are powerful and factual. How is it when you run across, uh, especially that genius within our youth? Um, what are the What are some of the first things that you say when you see the gift within them? What? What? How do you advise them and guide? You know, and guide them to the next steps in their life.
4: Well, that's a good question. What I do is I let them know, first of all, that they are loved. I let them know that they are special. I let them know that they are all gifted. I let them know that not only are you gifted, but your gift also is your calling. And I let them know that not only do you have a gift, but you also have a calling. And I let them know that, you know, don't, don't get caught up into what you've done and, and, you know, I've been in jail or I've been this and I've been out. Like, look at the 12 disciples. Jesus' twelve disciples, every last one of them, were dirty. Moses was a murderer, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, Lot was incestuous, right? You know, Noah was a drunkard, right? You know, so they were all they were all dirty, you know. Um, All have fallen short of the glory of the Lord. So what I do is I just really just embrace them and and love on them. You see, and when you when you yeah. do that, it, it it just opens them up. You feel me? When you get these, we get a lot of us fearing our children. You know, they pick up on that and they move on that. You see?
1: Yeah.
4: You know, if you yeah. fear them, they're gonna move on that. You know, but when you show them love, it cuts through everything, bro. Love cuts through everything. Let me tell you something, my brother. I love people in general, but I love my people specifically.
1: And when I'm around them, oh,
4: they feel it. I don't give a damn if they're mm. not I mean, if They're me in the city. They're They feel that like love, and it's like yes, it's like a knife, a, a, a hot knife cutting through butter. You feel Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. That's it. That's yep. it. Love.
3: So let me ask you this: In your opinion, from what what you've seen in our culture and our environment, which one have we been stripped of the most? That we need to restore in our in our culture, would it be the respect or the dignity? Which one have we been stripped of the most? That we need to restore in order to get a balance in our culture.
4: Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, we weren't stripped of love. We weren't stripped of culture. Let me tell you something. They want us to think that we've been stripped. Yeah. They want us to think that we've been that we're that we're that we're uh, uh, you know less than or damaged goods. They want us to think that we've been stripped. No, we haven't been stripped. I wrote, a, I wrote a quote where I said, I wrote a piece where I said, black rage equals 400 degrees Fahrenheit, angry white males below zero. I wrote another quote where I said, we as African people are not invisible. We are blinding. You mm-hmm. feel me? So it's not that I'm yep. stripped or I'm, I'm invisible. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not invisible I blind you so you can't see me. You can't see me because of the fact that I'm I blind you. I'm all over the place. I'm in black history. I'm all over the place. I'm mm. in architecture. I'm in this. I'm in that. So I'm all mm. over. We built this, we built this planet, bro. That's we the built mean. the world, dude. Yes, sir. That's the God in us. We built the world. They know the deal. Yes. They just didn't mind you and I didn't know the deal. So we weren't strict of anything.
3: Amen to that. So basically they have to infuse what is um in the atmosphere in order to still create that narrative. Um so when when I talk to you about our culture, what do we need to focus more on the strength in order to unite as a people? Because it seems like we intimidate the more we unite, we intimidate others.
4: Yeah, we do we do have to unite. We do have to Mamiya Bunjamar said it best. She said don't He said, don't weep for me, organize. Right? And so it's all about organization. You know, you got the culture vultures out there. You can't deny we can't deny that. We have the culture vultures out there. But we need to really stay true to our art food, Stay true to our art. Stay true to our when we producing films, we have to produce films that is not about buttressing the status quo. We need to do films that's going against the status quo. We need to write like fists. And Baraka said the best, God bless him. He said, write like fists. Right? You know, um, Dr. Sonia Sanchez said, all art is political. The Panther Party Mm -hmm. said that art is an indispensable tool of revolutionary struggle. So we need to Mm -hmm. write like fists. Michelle Foucault said, knowledge is made for what? Cutting. What did Garvey say? Agitate, agitate, agitate. So we need to be agitators. We need to continue Mm. to do that. Harvey Davis said it best. He said, being an African-American, however, implies that something at the core of your existence is in crisis mode or will be at some point in life. He also said all struggles between the power to resist and the power to oppress. So you can't retire from struggle. So we need to work with the punches like we've been doing, Right? We need to organize
1: it it. because
4: we need to, we need to continue to write our own scripts, write our own films, act in our own mm-hmm. films. We need to employ each other. All of those things, the whole bi-black movement, we need to embrace that, Boyce Watkins and the, and the bi-black movement and all of those individuals mm-hmm. that are, are a part of those movements. <clears throat> you know, instead we need to, like, really buy black and create black
3: yes,
4: and support each other. Yeah,
3: very important. I definitely agree. Um, we dis- You definitely listen to the uh, Digital Meet and Greet with my man, Mr. Bruce George, you know what I'm saying, in the building. Um, I'm, I'm not going to hog the mic, Jay. I'm going to take these lines because <laughs> I know the lines are lit up, and I'm going to pass it over to you.
2: All right, let's go ahead and take some calls right quick. Uh, if you're listening from an app or a third-party website or a link or anything like that or the website, just give us a call at 929-477-3872 and then press 1. If you already dialed the number and you're streaming from your phone, just press 1 and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Bruce George, the Genius of Common Movement and the co-creator of HBO's Deaf Poetry Jam. And uh, before I bring on the, the first caller though the next caller, I'd like to give a shout-out to Kanya Ford, a.k.a. Coach, uh, excuse me, coach K, Certified Clinical and Master Sexologist, the founder of Love and Intimacy 101. Set up an appointment with Coach K by visiting the official loveandintimacy101.com website, and she'll definitely coach you and help you out. All right, let's go on ahead and bring on the first caller. Caller in the five six two 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 five. You're on the air. Who is this?
9: Hey, this is Lady Z, aka the SEO Queen. How you doing?
2: Nice, Lady nice. Z How, are you? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I want to hop back to the door.
9: But first hey, what's going I, on I wanted to say I wanted to say shame on Jonathan Coleman. Shame on him. I almost missed this because he did not tag me this week. He tagged me every week about the meeting group, but he almost missed this one.
2: I know I, 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 no, I didn't tag you, but <laughs> and you found the post.
9: After I had hit you up about
2: something,
9: I just wanted to say that, uh, I wanted to say, how you doing, Bruce? <laughs>
4: I'm blessed So first of all I want to thank you for um, You know coming on this show um, I'm blessed Every day above ground is a good day right
9: Right right absolutely
4: you know, Yeah that's right In the Bible God says it's better to be a live Dog than a dead lion You feel me mm-hmm. So I think yes. God that I'm alive and well Praise God thanks for asking
9: Yep So I wanted to To ask you like What can we do to cultivate our genius?
4: Okay. What can we do to cultivate our genius is being true to our work ministry. Every last thing that we do, that a lot of people fail to realize is that your work is your ministry, right? And I stated it earlier every last one of us was ordained to do something. And it's about you being true to that, right? And to not be money led, to not be money led, to be spirit led. Most of us are money led and we wind up doing things we don't want to do, being around people we can't stand because of the fact that we didn't listen to our spirit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Pieta Chaudet the French philosopher said we're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Dr. Wayne Dyer said it's not the notes that makes the music. It's the silence in between the notes that makes the music. So we're like, tuning folks with spiritual beings. So it's important to listen to your spirit and let your spirit guide you. Right? God says in the Bible, lean not towards your own understanding, acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. Yep. So it's about you being true to your work ministry.
1: Right, right, Being right. true to
4: your work ministry. You know, and, and that's what I'm all about. I'm all about being true to my work ministry you know, I, I write in a way where I could care less about how people take it. I could care less about who I offend. Garvey said the best. Men in earnest don't concern themselves with consequences. The second you start as a writer to be concerned about if I write this word or if I write this line or if I'm a comedian, if I say this joke, it's going to offend this or it's going to offend that, you're done. You're done you're not being true to your heart. So right. it's about us being true to our art and being true to our work ministry. And that's a great question.
9: Yeah, and then my other question is, it's like once you, you know, you've cultivated your genius, you know what your
4: purpose is, how do you
9: know when you're on your way to the next level?
4: Well, you know, you know when you're on your way to the next level because your spirit will ping you to let you know, you know what, it's time to go right now. You've been going left, now go right. It will let you know when it's done. It will let you know whatever you're doing, it will let you know. Your spirit will ping you to let you know, okay, now it's time to move on to the next thing. See, reinvention is the key to longevity. A lot of us, what we do, we rest upon our laurels, right? And as a result of that, we get stale. I wrote a quote where I said, don't worry about getting old be concerned about being or getting stale. So it's about you reinventing yourself. Reinvention is the key to longevity.
9: What's the difference between getting old and getting stale?
4: Well, the difference is as you get older, right, that's a natural part of the the, the, the progression of getting older. Getting stale is when you do the same thing expecting different results. Or not reinventing yourself—that's when you get stabbed. Okay, and you're I the and I have you doing the same thing you've been doing forever, never, never, and you're not right. you're not taking right. yourself to the next level. You're not elevating. So if you're not elevating, you're getting stale. You are stale.
9: Right. So my final question—I'm gonna let somebody else have the
4: floor—is
9: now more than ever we need each other in the community, in the Black community. And you know we have a, a history. Statistics shows that there's more, you know, there's a lot. I wouldn't say there's more. There's a lot of single parent headed households. How can we bring the love back? How can we bring the love back? So,
4: okay, can you rephrase so a, the question? Because I want to really understand what your question is. Can you rephrase that?
9: To me, like we as a community, we're we're having a hard time like connecting. Romantically um, and committing,
6: mm-hmm.
9: and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, like, what can we do as a community to connect with each other in a more authentic way, oh, especially now, you. considering of uh, all the attacks that our community is under right now. I got
4: you. I got you. You know, the mm-hmm. thing is, um, hurt people hurt people. Susan Taylor said that. James Baldwin said, you know, love is so desperately sought, but so cunningly avoided. Love makes us take off the mask we know we can't live without it, and know we can't live within. The first mm. thing we need to do is to love us, the first thing we need to do is to love self. That's the first thing is to learn to love self because if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. And you see, we've been beaten down and we've been socially engineered to not love ourselves. They don't want you to know that we're black and Venice. They don't they don't want you to know that we created damn near everything on the planet. They don't want you to know that we, you know, that we were kings and queens and, you know, all of those different things, that we are superior people. We are a superior race. They don't want you to know that. Once you embrace your blackness, once you love on yourself and love yourself, then it becomes that much easier for you to love our people or your partner or your mate. You see? And that's that's the key. It starts with us and ends with us. Once we love us, then it's it's easier for us to love one each other, you know, um, whether it's our partners or our husbands, our wives, or, or brothers and sisters, mother, father, whatever. You know, self-hatred, is it, it runs real deep. And that's why Susan Taylor said, hurt people hurt people. So it's about right. us loving ourselves.
9: So I, I said I, that was my last question, but I changed my mind. Candace Owens. What is your thoughts on Candace Owens?
4: Okay, talk, talk you, a little bit louder, please.
9: I said what are your thoughts on Candace
2: Owens? The okay, black can Republican you, Kansas, uh, Candace Owens. cultural Owens.
4: Okay, yeah, I think okay, I think in reference to from what I know, um, real typical, you get these pat you get these black brothers. I don't know, I'm not gonna call them a brother, but you get these people in these positions of power, and they lose sight of who they are uh, for the sake of assimilation. but what they fail to realize is that we are never going to assimilate they 're not going to allow us to assimilate and in and oftentimes, why would you even want to assimilate it 's about multiculturalism it 's about embracing our multiculturalism, embracing our blackness, embracing our um Way of seeing things, way of doing things, uh, all of those different things. You get a lot of people that they want to trade off, right? Uh, uh, Their blackness, they trade off the whatever, and then they wind up, you know? No, we can't do that.
9: Well, thank you so much for answering my questions. I always enjoy chatting. I
4: appreciate you. Stay
2: safe, there. All right. You too. Definitely. Right, thank I'll you, ladies. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Uh, all right, let's go on ahead to the uh, to the next caller. I also want to say, too, if you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or a link, just give us a call at 929-477-3872, and then press 1, and we'll bring you on. If you already dialed the number and you're streaming from, uh, from your phone, just press one. We'll bring you on. We're talking to Bruce George. All right, let's go on ahead and bring on the next caller. Caller in the two six seven nine eight seven. You're on the air. Who is this?
10: Good evening. Good evening. This is Nima Shani Sahl. Peace and blessings, kings. How are you all? Bless, well.
1: bless, queen. I'm blessed. Queen. Blessed.
10: I am going to be really quick. I just want to say that I've been listening to the show and I have been enjoying it immensely. The queens definitely represented tonight, and JP, yes, yes. that was such a moving piece that you you know spoke on behalf of your loved one, and I appreciate that. I mean, this show yep. is very enlightening, brother George. The whole genius is common that. movement is a blessing. And um, I, just, I just want to thank you all Thank you King for making this platform available Saying what you're saying Because I'm feeling it I'm very emotional right now And I just want to say that you all are really moving me Emotionally and spiritually So I just wanted to come on and say Thank you, we're listening We hear you And um, as I often say, peace King Can you hear me? I hear you
4: Appreciate that. Appreciate that
1: Thank you
10: Absolutely. That is all. I'm going to go back and listen to the rest of the show and you brothers keep doing what you're doing. I love it. And I hope a lot of people are not just listening, but overstanding and listening within their hearts.
1: Exactly.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Thank you for calling, Nima. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Mimi. Oh, yeah. All right. Definitely. Thank you for that. And also check out Nima Shining Star L on Big Woo Radio on Friday nights, the Fluetic Poetry Show at 7 p.m.? 7 p.m., right?
3: Yeah, Fluetic Poetry Show at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
2: 6 p.m.
3: Sorry about that.
2: Definitely on Big Woo Radio. Definitely, definitely. All right, let's go on ahead and bring on the next caller. Uh, and also just want to remind you, if you're streaming from an app, or a third-party website, or a link, or any of the other ways to listen to the show, just give us a call at 929-477-3872, and then press 1. We'll bring you on. If you're streaming from your phone, all you got to do is press 1, and we'll bring you on. All right, let's go ahead and bring on the next caller. Caller in the 910-824. You're on the air. Who is this? Caller in the nine one zero eight two four. You on the air? Who is this?
11: Hey, you guys. This is Radia. So I just hey, what's up? Hey, guy. Guy. So hey you guys. Hey, hey JT. Hey, Jonathan. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh I get the handcuff. Yeah, let that. say Was that Tammy? Was that Tammy? Who was doing the poetry?
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, the, the 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 yeah. Tammy was one of the poets earlier. Uh yeah.
11: Wow. I, I, I was driving so I was catching like bits and pieces, but I was loving it. So yes, yeah, nice job, you guys. Nice job. So I Appreciate just always it. call to represent. I love y'all. So hey to the team and y'all doing a great job. I just I love it.
4: Thank you. Oh, oh yes, yeah. true indeed.
1: Definitely.
11: Yeah. So you guys have an awesome evening. And I just called up to make sure, you know, like Mima said, we are listening and we hear y'all. So, yeah.
2: Definitely. Thank you for the Rod, Is there anything you want to uh, shout out or plug before you go? You want to plug your book, Wet?
11: Oh, no. Just go to Amazon and get wet. This ain't about me. This is about you guys. Y'all representing tonight. I loved it. I'm going to go back and catch the playback because I heard some good stuff earlier, but I couldn't get into it like I wanted to. So, just here to represent mm-hmm. and just look out for God's pain. We Definitely,
3: definitely. Thank you no doubt. No doubt. You welcome. Right, and next time nice I come
11: to, to Rock Hill, JP. Um, yeah, we're not even gonna talk about you right now. But shout out to no you. Do your thing. <laughs> I appreciate Jonathan, it. I
2: appreciate
11: yes, it. you know I always love you, and you guys keep doing what you're doing. Definitely.
2: Thank you, Rock Hill. appreciate you. It. Appreciate it. Thank you.
11: You're you welcome. Right. I'll talk to y'all later.
2: Thank you. All right. Thank you for that. Um, again, if you're, if you're streaming from an app or a third-party website or any other thing like that, just give us a call, 929-477-3872, and then press 1. We're talking to Bruce, Bruce George about Genius is Common. Um, if you're streaming from the phone already, just press 1, and we'll bring you on. Uh, you know, Even if you want to just say, hey, I just wanted, I like the show, I enjoy it, if you want to connect with Bruce George, just hit me up, and I'll, I'll, I'll make that happen for you. Uh, so definitely get at me. Uh, Jonathan Coleman, info at the media uh Black Topey, anywhere you see how to get in touch with me, just get in touch with me, and I'll get you in touch with Bruce George for of Common. So definitely do that. Uh, all right. Uh, and also for people inboxing me and stuff like that, jump on the line. Dude, just call in, though. <laughs> don't be shy. Oh, hey Jay, uh, could you? No, 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 none of that. Just, just call in. Just call in. Everybody's <laughs> <up>. <laughs> hey,
4: Don't be shy. Get it in.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, all right, and whoever that was in the the, the three, whatever the aerial call was, just call just call back if you still screaming, and we'll bring you on. All right, JT, I'm gonna pass the mic back to you.
3: Alright, cool. Um, Mr George, let me ask you this. What what is the biggest what is the biggest, in your opinion?
1: Yeah.
3: What is the biggest stereotype in our culture right oh, okay. now?
4: Oh what is the what is the, the biggest stereotype, one big stereotype in our culture
3: is that yes, I would say a real big
4: a real big stereotype is that we are inferior. Right? That they try to give us this yeah. sense that we are um, that we are inferior. That So they stereotype us as being such that we're just ball players and we're just rappers and we're just actors and the whole nine. And that's, that's the stereotype. You know, that's a very big stereotype. You know, but we're a lot more than that. You know, when you look at a lot of these major apps that you see, well, guess what? There's black yeah. folks behind that. When you look at a lot of these yeah, major I mean. designers, there's black folks behind that. You feel me? When you look at architecture, yep. when you look at something, you go down to your you know, your city and you see these skyscrapers, what a lot of us don't understand is the fact that a lot of those skyscrapers were built by black engineers, black architects. Yeah. Right? So the stereotype yeah. is is that we're just ballers and gangsters and thugs and the whole nine, but that's not the truth.
3: Yeah, all facts right there, man. Um, which leads me to my next question: In your opinion, if if um, how do you see us being able to uplift and and really um, put our black queens um, where they need to be in our culture? Because a, a lot of times they're disrespected and stereotyped and and really uh, talked down upon, and and they're the strength and and, and they're really the backbone of a lot of what we do as men, so speak on that a little bit That's in your cool. opinion.
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It would be a, a pleasure to speak on that. Let me say this to you, bro. A lot, a lot of us don't realize is that we have been socially engineered to look at our black women as bitches and hoes. Call sure. them. You got, this, you got that racist idiot in the lighthouse, Agent 45, calling out our black brothers sons of bitches okay
1: yeah and so yeah. we've
4: been we've been socially engineered to to denigrate ourselves to denigrate our mothers to, to denigrate our because that's what you do when you call a black woman a bitch, okay that's exactly what you're doing you're calling your mother one, you're calling your sister one, you're calling your aunt one, yeah, you see, and so so what is a bitch? a female dog, right, and so the thing is you need yeah. to learn how to. Love ourselves, love our women. Every time my behind ever got evicted, who dusted me off? A black woman.
3: Mm.
4: Whether it was my Mm -hmm. mother or it was a girlfriend, I don't care who it was, it was always a black woman that was there to dust me off. You feel me? So I'm not uh, one of those powerful. individuals. That, I'm not one of those individuals that a woman could, could beat up around me. It's not happening. I'm pulling out my cell phone and putting on my, I mean, on Facebook and Instagram. What? I'm a, I'm gonna take that wow. head off. I'm gonna meet the meat shows. It's not happening around me. You see, it's not happening around me. You know, we have to respect mm-hmm. our black women. You know, especially involved around this whole COVID situation with domestic. Abuse, domestic violence is on the rise. You know, um, you know, black men beating up black women. You know, and nine out of ten times, you know, it's like, you know, for what? You see what I'm saying? Because of you feeling, you feeling oh. away because he's making more money than you, or you feeling away because of the fact that you're not where she is, or whatever it is. We need to like really get over that ego nonsense, that narcissistic way of thinking and acting and being towards our own people and to embrace them and to love them. You know? And and that's how I yeah. am, bro. I don't care. I love my I love my black
3: woman, period.
4: Period.
3: Yeah. You see and that's yes, what it's all about. Yes indeed, man. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm to this day, man, I still can't watch Movies like Mississippi Burning and Roots, I, I still to this day can't. I can't do it, and it's just me. I ain't gonna say I can't do it. I choose not to, um, right. because it, yeah. it, it just puts yeah. me in a mindset of, of you know, there was there, There's been such a powerful movement to try to demean us, and 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 in doing that and degrade mm-hmm. us, and in doing that, I think sometimes, in my opinion, we get in our own way by doing things like domestic violence and mistreating one another and not loving each other and 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 understanding that we can get through the storms. We can we can get through anything. I mean we could for God first and everything that we're doing. There's nothing Absolutely. that's impossible so we don't have to do that to each other. Um it right. exactly. it, it saddens me when we Yeah, it saddens me man, we have black on black crime and things of that nature. Those things bother me because it's like we're giving the system what they want to see us do to each other. You know, they don't even exactly. have to incorporate things Towards us because we we cut, we hinder ourselves, man. So talk a little bit about exactly. what, do you, well, how do you feel, man, when you see black on black crime or, or the stuff that goes on in some of our bigger cities, in the inner cities, and in some of our hoods? How we taking each other out, man?
4: I mean, it, the thing about it is when you when you talk about black on black crime or black on black violence, right? A lot of times, you know, we, we y'all type that. What about white on white? Violence and white on white crime yeah. is off the mm-hmm. Richter. It's off the Richter, but they're not gonna. They're not gonna mention that. What are the statistics no. of, of of a black man having black having white like black to white violence? If you're not in the same neighborhood, what is this? You know what I'm saying? So white yeah. like there's black mm-hmm. on black violence. There's white on white violence. You see, and yeah, so we need is. to really change the narrative. And by the way, in in talking about domestic violence, right, Mildred Muhammad is uh, my 17th ambassador within the Geniuses Common Movement. She's our certified domestic violence. She's a certified domestic violence advocate ambassador to the Geniuses Common Movement. She's the ex-wife of the D.C. Sniper. So I would implore your audience or any of the women that's listening, even some men because they go through domestic violence as well, that you look up Mildred Muhammad, you can go to MildredMuhammad.com. She's an amazing coach. She has six books on her belt. Her latest book is about the COVID virus um, in, in terms of how to be able to um, survive during the COVID virus. So that's the latest book. Um, you know, I'm not getting the, the title right, but, you know, so I would implore your audience to definitely look her up, MildredMuhammad.com and get a feel of, you know, her fees And so, yeah, so it's, it's you no, know, we need to, it all goes back to love again. It's about loving ourselves, man. And, you know, um, just up your mighty people, you can accomplish
1: what you will.
3: Yes, indeed. Great wisdom and insight in that particular um, answer there. Let me ask you about this. <laughs> is it just me, or does it seem like COVID is something that was purposely done and in, in, in 22 states right now? they still act like there's nothing going on. And a lot of it is taking out our, you know, our people, man. And so I just want you to speak a little bit about um, your thoughts and your opinions where it pertains to COVID.
4: Absolutely. I mean, what I want the listening audience to understand is this fact. Stay away from vaccines. Vaccines and viruses were designed For population control, Bill Gates, okay, one of the richest men on the planet, is about population control. When you look at um, Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger was a part of the plan. I think she's one of the founders of Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, when you when you look beneath the surface, it's all about population control. It's all about abortion. And you notice that Planned Parenthood is all about putting those in in our neighborhoods, those commercials and placards and all of these different things about black women having a right to choose. Underneath that is about us killing us because they are very, very nervous about the fact that their numbers are dwindling, JT. Pat Buchanan wrote a book called The Death of the West Right, mm-hmm. He was a, you know, a yeah. politician, and I would implore you all to read that. The death of the West is no a rallying cry for white folks, letting them know that this world is getting black and black and blacker, browner and browner and browner, yellower and browner, yellower and yellower and redder and redder and redder. And that's why you see the xenophobia happening in droves in Italy, all over Eastern Europe, all over the world, People are becoming that, more, that much more xenophobic. That's why you see in the United Snakes of America, you see these white militias coming out of the woodwork. They're coming out of the woodwork because they realize the fact that they are not the majority. They are the minority. They are the minority. We have to call ourselves minorities. No, they might be the majority in within the United States, and that's starting to change. But in the world, they are the minority, and they know that that we want to break it down to the science and think of them being genetically inferior to us. Absolutely they are. And they know this. They know this. They are so inferior to us that in Europe, you know what's a big seller in Europe? Black stockings because they they feel so embarrassed of their pale skin. They're embarrassed by that. Tattoos is the best thing that happened to them since sliced bread. Why do you think they have these sleeves of tattoos? Because it gives them this artificial sense of melanin. That's see, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yeah. Makes so sense. we are, we are we are we are a a a a, 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 a proud people. We're strong people. Mentally, spiritually genetically, all of that. But they are striving to and socially engineering us to think that is totally the opposite. And the ones that drink that Kool-Aid are the ones that try to look like them. But what we don't realize, or some of us realize it, is the fact they're trying to look like us.
1: Lip injections,
4: yeah. butt injections. Look at, the, look at Botched, the show Botched.
1: Yeah. Okay. On yeah. the
4: show Botch, you see all of them trying to get breast implants, butt implants, nose implants to make them look bigger. Not smaller,
1: bigger. Bigger, yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
3: you're right. Let me ask you this. So, this is a term I was looking at. I was looking at the story today, and it got me to thinking about our interview tonight, and I wanted to ask you your thought and your opinion on this. How do you define an Uncle Tom? Mm. <laughs>
4: Clarence Thomas. <laughs> Primary Tom. <laughs> no, how I how I define how I define a open Tom is someone that denies their blackness. Someone that trades in mm. their blackness for a false identity. Someone that is 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 removed from their essence someone that is removed from their essence, someone that doesn't like themselves, someone that doesn't love themselves, right? That's how I define Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom is a person that is the the poster child of self-hate. That's how I define that. Uh,
3: You know, the other person's Mm -hmm. name, now Clarence Thomas' name comes up a lot, but the other person's name that comes up a lot is uh, Ben Carson.
4: Oh, ben, oh, Ben Carson. I mean, he's he's a prime example of an Uncle Tom. Prime example. You know, every show, every television show, or every news show that he's on, news outlet that he is on, and 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 and, and he was so busy thinking he was going to uh, uh, have a big cabinet in Agent Forty Five's position, and he got what did they give him position in HUD? Yeah, Housing Urban yeah. Development. Okay, he thought he was going to be, make it big, right? So he was doing all this ass yeah. kissing, his ass kissing, butt kissing or whatever, right? And, and where did he end up? HUD, right? Uh, and, and, and that's not to take away from HUD, and, and I respect HUD, but the bottom line is, you know, he traded in his soul. Here it is, this, this a genius of a doctor, a genius of a brain surgeon jumped into politics, Right, And always brags about how he was an A student in all of these elitist institutions, and people were envious of him, and this and this and that. And, and, and then he drank, he drank the Kool-Aid. He started feeling himself yeah. and wanted to dip his toe into politics. But he was an uncle Tom before he got into politics. Let me make that clear and straight. Okay? Yeah. He was an uncle Tom way before then. You see... What a lot of people a people a lot of people fail to realize is that they're not going to accept you for who you are. To get into that world, you're going to have to do a serious transformation in order to get in to that Illuminati. You're going to have to uh-huh. sell your soul to get into that Illuminati. Period It's not no. You're going to just be who you are. You're going to be black and strong, and you're going to just be able to do to be a part of their click and crew, you're going to have to do that. But you don't have yeah. to be a part yeah. of their click and crew. Be yourself. Yeah, you're right. Be yourself. Embrace yourself. You know, and that was one of the, the big issues with W.E.B. Du Bois with the talented 10th. He received a lot of blowback and pushback from us because we were like, talented 10th? We're all talented. What are you talking about? The talent is only the, the talented ten? We all have talent, how about that? We're we'll all gifted, yeah. how about that? So we'll talk.
3: Yeah, and um man, great insight on that. Let me ask you about this. I didn't uh, genius genius and timing was definitely on my mind. Um because I wanted definitely more insight on that. But let me t- let me um ask you about Death fortune. Jam. Talk about that man, okay. what it means to you and, and, and the whole concept of it.
4: Yeah, well, I, I was blessed to be able to bring the concept of that poetry jam to Danny Simmons, Russell Simmons' big brother, who brought it to Russell, and then the rest is history. You know, everything I do, my brother, is out of activism. Every single thing I do is out of activism. Um, you know, um, and I'm a social activist. Politically, I'm a socialist. And Bernie Sanders gives us a bad name, actually. We need to just take a chair pill, right? Um, from each yeah. other's ability to from each according to one's ability, to each according to one's need. That is a basic socialistic principle. And so you get these vulture capitalists and capitalists talking about, oh, socialism doesn't work. Well, why doesn't it work? It doesn't work because every time we strive to come from a collective standpoint, they crush us. They crush us in in South America. They crush us in, 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 in Jamaica. They crush us all over. Every time we strive... We had these democratically elected officers. They would come in, the hunters would come in and overthrow those democratically elected governments and put in a, a capitalistic puppet regime. John Perkins, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, I would implore your audience to read that book. He basically, you know they tell on themselves, he basically broke down that the United States government they have they they have these these hitmen that would go into these so called third world countries, rip them of their natural resources, make them turn into an a debtor nation, and then have them in debt and, and, and impoverished. Right now China, as you already know, J T you're conscious, has been recolonizing
2: yeah. Africa for the last ten, fifteen years. Right? Yeah. And so much so
4: that in certain parts of Africa they discriminate against us in restaurants and all of the stuff in our own homeland discriminating against us. They're doing the same thing that the Caucasians did, that the expansionists did. Doing the same thing. You see? But we we fall for the hokey dough all the time. So they come in, yeah, we have money, we're going to help build your road, but what is the price for that? What do, we, what do we have to pay for? Yeah. Benjamin Tutu, Bishop Tutu said it best. Bishop Tutu said it best. When they came, they brought the Bible, and we prayed with them. After we prayed, they had the land, we had the Bible. They came with the Bible, right? And we prayed with them. After yeah. we finished praying, we had the Bible, they had the land.
3: yep. yep. Wow. Steve, man, deep insight on that. And uh, the digital meet and greet is, is on and popping, man. Man, Mr. Bruce George, um, definitely <laughs> dropping like in. This is
4: like for you. This is fun, bro.
3: <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. Some guy named Dave, what you got for me, baby?
2: Oh, yes. Uh, for anybody that, like I said, if you want to join in, if you want to ask Bruce George a few questions before we wrap up, you're definitely welcome to. Uh, just give us a- if you're streaming from an app or a third party website or anything like that, just give us a call at nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two and press one if you're streaming from your phone, all you gotta do is press one. We'll bring you on. We're talking to Bruce George. All right let's go ahead and take this caller caller in the seven oh four nine five three you're on the air. Who is this?
0: Hey, it's Ashley.
2: Ashley, how you, hey, doing? Are you doing? Hey, doing, Ashley. Hi, oh, I'm Good. fine. I'm fine. thanks for calling in, Ashley. What's up?
7: Yeah, I was just, um, I was just listening and everything, and I get some of the points of what, um, of um, what Mr. Bruce George was saying. I mean. I agree that, yeah, definitely because we got this, um, pardon my language, this jackass that's in the White House who pretty much really does not care about our people and pretty much no other minority, for that matter, just his rich buddies and trying to keep them happy and and all this other stuff. And pretty much during this whole crisis and everything, he has not done anything. And I honestly felt even when he did get elected, I – Cannot believe my eyes and witnessing and knowing how did we get this bad as a nation to have someone like him sitting up there um, in the White House and he 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 just has to go.
4: He, he's not in the White. He's not in a. He's in a, not the, It's not so much the White House It's the lighthouse and he wasn't elected. He was injected, right? He wasn't elected. He hmm. was injected to get into office. The whole electoral college, when you study that, you realize that that's the setup. Mm-hmm. Right? That trumps no pun intended, that <laughs> trumps our votes. That whole electoral college, it trumps our votes. So he wasn't elected, he was injected into office. Is there a guarantee that doing, none of this doing, will ever be, happen he's again? Doing exactly he do. He's doing exactly what he was designed to do. He's doing exactly what he was designed to do which is to protect the status quo, to protect capitalism. He's nothing but a figurehead. You know who runs the world? You know who runs this country? Corporations. That's why they call it a corporatocracy. That's who runs this country. Not Agent 45, not Agent Orange, not Tang Cheeto, Under Armour, Nike, McDonald's, you see? That's who's running this country, not him. He's a figurehead and a bad one at that. So he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do, which is to protect the money people. He said that he's here to. He's, here to he's, a, he's, a, he's a racist. He's the Antichrist. Who holds the Bible upside down in a photo album? Antichrist. Uh, Hitler. Hitler. Exactly. Exactly. You feel me? So we've been under the law of the law. This is under the earth. That's what we've been in the lighthouse. He was injected. He wasn't elected. He was injected into office. True
2: indeed. Yeah. So questions, Ashley, don't get shy,
4: Questions, comments, before you wrap, get these questions in.
2: Yeah, Ashley, you still with us? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got you got a follow up question anything you want to, you know, add to that or? I I don't I don't think so, no. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you definitely uh thank you for calling in, Ashley. Uh is there anything you wanna anything you wanna shout out or anything or you wanna or or you wanna know about the uh anything else about the Geniuses Common movement? What's uh Oh well I mean we've been talking about uh well I, you know what, I'll I'll actually send you some information on Geniuses Common. And I I believe that's definitely uh you you'll definitely wanna know more about that. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll get with y'all. I'll, I'll you know inbox it to you or something. All right. Definitely. Uh, hey, is there anything else? Oh yeah, JT, what's up?
3: Oh well, nothing. Um, um, with that everything as far as Ashley, I just want to make sure she was, hey, got everything out. Exactly. Oh,
2: yeah, it, 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 you can think of actually, the floor is yours. You know.
1: Yeah. see let
4: me say this to you Ashley when people start thinking that the system is broke that's when it got you it's not broke it's designed to do exactly what it's supposed to do disenfranchise to, to, to disenfranchise us to marginalize us to kill us all of those things it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do why do you think that uh, police officers or whatever they are fighting against any legislation that's going to hamper them from doing what their job is. They've always been so-called slave catchers. You know where they come from? They haven't stopped being that way. That's what that's what police come from. They were slave, quote-unquote, slave catchers. And I say, quote-unquote, because we were never slaves. We were enslaved. We didn't have slave masters. We had overseers right? Overseer, overseer, officer, officer, overseer, right? Like KRS once said in one of his joints. So that's what they are. So now nah, the system is not broke. Yeah. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And we need to do what we need to do, which is organize. Right? We need yeah, to indeed. organize. We need to build. We need the people that are on the front line, our soldiers, out there that's willing to risk their lives. We need them out there, and they are out there, so I want to shout them out. All of the protesters that are out there doing the thing, putting their life on the line, I'm going to shout out all of the protesters that are doing their thing. Our young brethren and our young sisters out there for life and limb doing their thing. To this very day, they have lynchings as a result of that in California. no. We, we don't do the suicide thing. We don't do the lynching thing. Yeah, we may shoot ourselves or might be suicide by a cop. You know we don't do no we don't hang ourselves. We don't do that. That's not our MO. So, so we need to take a look at that. We need to take a look at that. And where did they lynch one of the brothers? In City Hall. That's a that's a political sign right there, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: You're okay. right. So, no, we need to, right. we need our soldiers out there. We need our intellectuals out there. We need to fight this physically, spiritually, intellectually, however however you can name it, that's how we need to fight what we're up against. Ozzie Davis said it best. He said all struggle is between the power to resist and the power to oppress. And that's why I said earlier, he said being an African-American, however, implies that something at the core of your existence is in crisis mode. It will be at some point in life.
12: Oh.
3: Yeah. Just because of our skin. Well, wise words indeed, Mr. Bruce George. Uh, the conversation, yeah, man, you. is so deep that I had to bring in one of my brothers. Um, he's also a host on Big Woo Radio, 7 p.m. brutally Honest Show. I bring in Mr. 299JB to uh, talk with you and ask you some questions. That's
12: what's up. What's going on, dude? Hey, how's it, how's it going, brother, man? Um, yeah, I love what's been on the fridge. And thank you all for having me. Um, I, I, I really enjoy hearing what you said a few moments ago regarding the system. You're right. The system mm-hmm. isn't broken. The system is working in, as it was designed to. And, it you know, I'm going to say this. You said something I told someone in a private conversation a few weeks ago. You know, we have people in our community who have a certain set of skills like I acquired in the military and they mm-hmm. get the job done in the street. And and, and and sometimes violence begets violence. And in order to have mm-hmm. effective change, there's going to be some bloodshed and there's going yes, to sir. be some destruction of these uh, locations like the capitals and some of these buildings that uh, the people with the complexion for the selection with, with the protection hold dear to them. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in order in order for us to, to, to turn things around, we're going to have to take it because the powers that be that control every aspect of our life in this country, they're not going to want to give that power up, will really. they? To... Let me ask you this. How do you feel about Joe Biden? Because he's been in office for over 50 years, and we know what he's done with the Democratic Party and going against black folks in some of the legislation that's been passed. How can exactly. you think you can trust, trust him even though he was in the White House with the seventh black president to have to, to have to make and have effective change in legislation? Right.
4: That's a good question. Um, you know, they talk about the notion of the lesser of two evils, right? We know Biden's right. past. You know, he made all of these. He, he has. He suffers from foot and mouth disease,
1: Right. Mm-hmm. You
4: know, uh, with Hillary Clinton, who suffers from foot and mouth disease, and how certain things she said in the past that she, you know, uh, would try to roll back or push back. The same thing with Joe Biden. Um, how with certain Klansmen, he was uh, affiliated with certain people that was a part of the Klan, the Ku Klux Klan, would have him, and, and certain legislation that was anti-black and pro-white. And then he says, and then he says, what I've evolved. You know they always talk about how they evolve. He, um, for some reason, is is supposed to have this come to Jesus moment, but you can never trust that. You can never mm. ever trust because the bottom line is he is going to do and act in what is his best interest. It's not about what our best interest is. They never act in our best interest. It's always in their best interest politically. And otherwise, because I'm going to say this to you, if it was in our best interest, why are we in the position that we're in right now? Out of all of those politicians, all of those mayors, and all of those governors and everything, why are we still in the position that we're in right now? Because it's never about us. It's about the status quo. It's all about the status quo. Venice Kassinich said it best. He said they're pro-business publicans. That's all they are. Pro business Denny Republicans. And it's important mm. that we get out of that. We get out of that Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. But guess what? They're two sides of the same damn coin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Two sides of the same coin. You know that. You know what I'm saying? And, and then, you know, and I don't care what it is Republican and Democrat, they're two sides of the same coin. They all are about maintaining the status quo, and maintaining their position. And they will maintain their position if it means them drafting up legislation that will cut us at the knees, they will do that. And what they do is they give us a pittance. They get an office, they give us a pittance to quell us,
1: mm-hmm. and
4: then they go right back to business as usual. It's all in the legislation, my brother. It's all in the legislation. You know, the same thing with Agent 45. We don't want to get rid of all chokeholds. They can have the right if they feel that their lives are in danger, they can use a chokehold. Well, that's why they've been using chokeholds in the first place, because they feel like their lives are in danger, because they fear us, period. Because, like the Panther Party said, the power is with the what? People.
1: Right.
4: They fear us. So they're always... Feeling like they're in danger. Tamir Rice is a prime example. What was Tamir Rice? Twelve years old, thirteen years old, with a toy gun. They're gonna kill him like that because they were fearful. That's how it is.
12: Do mm. you think sure. it's? Do you think it's, uh, you think it's also um, commonality? and relate and, and being able to relate because let's think about this. We saw all those white people go up in the Capitol in Michigan with guns and bulletproof vests and they were able to go home. We saw that exactly. man shoot up we saw that man shoot up the the, the community college in Oregon and they escorted mm-hmm. him out. Dylan Dylan Ruth he killed eight people in the church, and they take him to Burger King and get him something to take eat. So King. do you exactly. do you think that when cops encounter white people versus uh, people in our community, that they can see themselves in the in, in the people that they're confronting, versus when they encounter a person of color? They they automatically you notice know when they encounter a person of color the first thing they want to do is they want to put you in your cup and instead of escalating the situation the situation they exactly. escalate it and and, exactly. and 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 now they provoke they it seems like they provoke the male or female that they're encountering to say or do something to give them that authority to, to 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 use force the thing, the thing the
4: thing about it is racism is rooted in controlling distribution right of wealth, the distribution of wealth. Racism is rooted in a sense of a false sense of entitlement which has roots deeply rooted in governing right the distribution mm-hmm. and manufacture of wealth. Where did they get their wealth from? They got it off of our backs. De Beers, the diamond company. That's blood diamonds out of Sierra Leone. Blood diamonds. last time I checked, they don't have no diamonds in Europe. So why does the the Queen of England, all of them need to be locked up in dungeons, in the dungeons that they created. There should be yellow tape around Buckingham Palace. Because the crown jewels, where do those crown jewels come from? Right. And then we have, the nerve, we have the nerve, my brother, to go to museums and pay to go into a museum to see what was stolen from us. Let me say this to you, my brother. In this country, they celebrate archaeologists. Archaeologists are nothing but grave diggers, my dude.
1: Hmm.
4: Would you celebrating a grave digger? Okay? And they wonder why things happen to them, why they have these generational curses. Because their ancestors, is haunting their ancestors, by my language. You see? Well, the DuPonts. Well... The DuPonts. All of these different... The John Paul Gettys and the DuPonts. Why do you think that they are suffering the way they're suffering? Some people are so poor that all they have is money.
12: Right. Well, it, it, it's funny you say... Uh, uh, John Paul Getty. Um, for, for people who don't know, that's the first recorded billionaire in the country. However, the DuPont, mm-hmm. the, the the Rockefellers, uh, the, the Rothschilds Rockefellers. these are course, these are the and these child. are families. These are families who made their money um, illegally, but also were funding both sides of the World War One and World War Two. So you have to understand, even when you look at And and, and I I want you to I want you to give me your point of view when I when I finish. Ford Ford Motor Company built all of the the machines for the Nazis. Hugo Boss Mm -hmm. built all of their, designed all of their uniforms, and then you had GE who designed the ovens that they put the Jews in in the concentration camps. And then, as I said before, some of these most powerful families, the DuPonts, and I believe the Rothschilds, were selling jet fuel to the Russians so Stalin could supply. Hitler and his Mm -hmm. army through back channels. So, knowing that Mm -hmm. this goes on, we still know this goes on to to this day. Do you think that we could separate ourselves from that, and do you think that we'll ever have uh, a fair shake, a fair opportunity here in this country versus what we do for other countries, even in good or bad times?
4: It's never going to be fair. Let me say this to you. I appreciate you bringing up with the whole car company, how he did the assembly line. Ford got from the assembly line the concept from a person by the name of John Taylor. They call it tailoring. You notice that when you have an assembly line, everybody is designed to just do one thing. Am I right the rule? Let's look at the cars. Look at the assembly line. You are not supposed to know how to build a car collectively. Mm, Think about that. Mm. you were designed and you are paid to have your black butt put this square peg in this square, you know, um, situation, or to oil this and oil that. They don't let you learn how to do what everybody else is doing. It's called tailoring. It's called control, right? And so right. All, they are all about control, discipline, and punish. All of those different things—that's what they're about. They're about controlling, you know. So they're not trying to have you know how to build a car
1: from from the
4: hoodie you know, to the as they were You know, from the beginning to the end. No, it's all about tailoring.
1: Mm, wow, so
4: this is that's a part of that's a part of the social engineering that's been happening and then going on for centuries, and we wonder why the. The, the playing field is not level. It's not level because we were never given a fair shot. I mean, we were kidnapped and, and, and brought to this country. And and by the way, you already know we were here before we were brought here. Okay, from, oh, yeah. from um, the continent yeah. of Africa. We were already here. The stone hedges is, is proof of that. They cut our noses off. The stone hedges in Mexico, the stone hedges that was in North America. So we were already here. You know, the whole Iron Bear tournament. You know, um, all of that. When you study Ivan Van Sertima, you know he he taught us well that we were here mm-hmm. before Columbus. So so we didn't just get here in the in the 1600s. We were here prior to that.
12: Right. You know. And so is. And, it's, to, add, it's and to add to that, brother, um, there's there's people don't know this. but There's two pyramids in the United States. Just like you have pyramids and. Central America and South America. So if we know that this engineering, um we know this engineering was based out of Egypt when they built the pyramids and knowing that black people had been coming here at least two thousand years ago, then that's yeah. a great indication right there that we had already that blacks um had already established relationships with the Indians here and they had already had, they had trade practices with them. So mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, what you're saying is so deep, brother, and, and we don't know our history. They do. Mm-hmm. And they've done they a do. great job in destroying our history. How important is it that you think that we put more focus on who we are and where we come from and where we stood in, in, in life years ago to get back to that, that, that level of prominence?
4: I think it's very important. Dr. John Henry Clark said it best. He said history is a is a is a clock to tell our political and cultural time of day, you know, and it's a map on the human geography, so we can find ourselves on the map of human geography. So we need to we need to really study our history. You know, history is a tool, you know, it is it is it is a map in terms of us being able to find ourselves on the map of human geography. It's a cultural political tool of the day. And, and it gives us an opportunity to, to do our thing. Mm. So that's that's the deal. So any any more comments or questions before we wrap up?
3: Oh yeah, Jay. Oh uh, let
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's see, uh alright, this is the last call before we wrap it up. If you're streaming from the app or a third party website, link, anything like that. Give us a call nine two uh, excuse me nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two and press one. If you're streaming from your phone already, all you got to do is just press one, and we'll bring you on. Uh, if there's anybody that's on the line that I that, that any of the publicists is that's on the line that I that want to say something right quick, want to throw something in there, you're welcome to. Your line is open. You're welcome to unmute and and, and ask a question. Uh, Anybody? Uh, why yet? I still yeah. see you still hanging. Yeah, why yet? You yes, have any, uh, any comments? Or oh, yeah.
7: Yes, I'm loving this conversation. Um, I do have a comment. You were talking about how we don't know our history, but they do. And here's the thing um, because I've been seeing a lot of videos on YouTube searching about Dr. Savy and everything that he was teaching as far as making our bodies alkaline. And Mm -hmm. it ties in because we have genetic memories. And that's why they're doing Mm -hmm. all this genetic testing on us. Because they want to figure out, they're trying to find that secret that they don't have. And Dr. Mm C, he was onto to something because once we make our bodies alkaline, we have that ability to tap into the spiritual realm that we came from. Mm -hmm. And by tapping into that, we can recall memories from our genetic lineage. So for those of us who are descendants of those who were traveling with Stonehenge and the pyramids, who knew how to function, how to make the obelisk work,
4: that's what they're trying to find. Preach, preach, preach. There is a so I that, me, I was like, wait a minute. A that's
7: why they're sitting here pushing all this fast food? Because you notice they don't want to give us, they don't want to put viable businesses in our neighborhood. But we always got Chinese food stores.
2: We
0: got exactly. plenty of liquor
7: stores. We got plenty of fast food places, McDonald's, Wendy's, Checkers, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, all in our neighborhoods. Now you got Starbucks coming in the neighborhood, serving up all kinds of crap. It kills us from the inside out because Mm -hmm. when we eat all of that junk food, it's making, as I was reading, I was discovering, all of that stuff is making our bodies acidic. Mm
1: -hmm.
7: All of that food, it, it makes it acidic and it creates mucus. And the one thing I caught on when they first started talking about the coronavirus, when they shut everything down in Philly back in March, they kept talking about mm-hmm. mucus. So if your body is packed full of mucus because you're eating a bunch of cheese, you're eating a bunch of dairy, you. you're eating a bunch of processed Thank foods, you. the virus is going to thrive in the mucus. So I've been pumping mm-hmm. my kids with turmeric powder, garlic powder, ginger, ginger and
1: hampsed
7: for the last few months. That's
4: right. That's, and, you know, the thing, the thing about what you said, first of all, Dr. CB, shout out to him. He was murdered. We know that, okay? Yeah. He was one of the most healthiest men on the planet. He was straight up murdered. Let's call it what it is. You know, and you're absolutely mm-hmm. right about the aquiline, in terms of the aquiline, aquiline water, alkaline water. When you have a certain level, it, 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 it gets rid of antioxidants the whole nine. And then turmeric, we talked about the notion of turmeric. What a lot of people don't understand is the fact that turmeric blocks all 30 ports to cancer, all 30 ports. And Big Pharma tried to patent it, but the Food and Drug Administration stopped them. I guess they didn't get a big enough check. You feel me? So the bottom line is there is a a spice cure. There's an herb cure. There's a botanical cure for every disease on the planet, including cancer. But what people Mm -hmm. do is they take it too late when you got in stage four or stage three, then they want to get into the herbs and spices and botanicals. No, you should always have bitters in your system golden seal, echinacea. You should always have the dark berries. Anything that's dark is is, is good for you as, it, as, an, as an antioxidant. So you're absolutely and it's right. So I right that the, you would the, say the that. Yeah, and with this because whole COVID virus, what you need is vitamin C, D3. D3. Vitamin C, mm-hmm. turmeric, ginger, garlic, all the hot spices, which is going to build your immune system.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
4: they don't want us to know that. They don't want us to know that. And, yes, the COVID virus, as we stated earlier, that was a man-made virus in terms of population control. It was rooted towards the Asians in China. Mm-hmm. That was germ chemical warfare against the Asians. And it backfired, I think. And it started
7: and it's killing everybody
4: else. Out
7: of all of the Asian nations, the Japanese, the Chinese, and the Koreans are more Western. They're, they're trying to adapt so hard to the Western style of living, the Western ideologies, that that's what had them hemmed up. Because from mm-hmm. um, the one I've encountered, the Cambodians, the Vietnamese, mm-hmm. and the Thai people, those of the Southeast Pacific Asians, they, they eat spice. They put spice in everything. Mm.
1: It's true. Peppers,
7: that's true. true. You go to an Asian market and you won't see them getting peppers. Like They eat peppers right. like we eat chips.
4: Exactly. And turmeric and everything, black seed, all of those things.
7: Yep.
4: All of those things. So and what and you, you
7: said, mom, you, really, you Where about a golden seal? And I I just thought it was... Just something that old people did.
1: No. Because no, when I was no, younger no, really. she
7: had a friend that was in her eighties. And Miss Green swore by she always took her golden seal. She always took her garlic pill, but she also kept a bottle of absolute in her bag.
12: Mm. Oh yeah, mm, but
2: she outlived her kids. Definitely. Uh, yeah. why yeah, uh, you you know speaking that knowledge, definitely. Uh Bruce George Certainly are too. To everybody, we need to take care of ourselves. You know, everybody's talking about uh, race war. Uh, we got to, we got <laughs> to be strong and healthy to fight this war. We don't we'll fight the war. You, you war. know, you drink Coca-Cola and fried chicken all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. That, that's not, that's exactly. not good, uh, good we also book I, mother-
4: oh. I would like you to read. There's a book I want you all to read. Is it? Africa Olila called Nutricide? It's by Africa Olila. It's called Nutricide. Please, I would implore you all to read that book. I'm writing it down uh,
7: now. Yeah. Nutricide.
4: Okay. And let me say this before yeah, we go. Sure. I want to shout out Brother Akil Ali in April of the Black Love Poetry Series. I'm going to be featured there um, and that's going to be Tuesday, June 23rd at 8 p.m. So I just wanted to you know, give them a shout out. The Black Love Poetry Series. Uh, Brother Akil in April. you know, Jay doing their thing. So
2: One mic, one love, you know? Definitely, definitely. You all check that out. Uh, We got one more caller right quick. Let's go ahead and take the call right quick. Uh, We only got a couple of minutes left, so uh, caller, just uh, get it in. Call in at 346-280. You're on the air. Who is this?
13: It's Poetical Angel Queen, but I'm also known by my legal name, Amelia T. Davis. Peace. Good evening, gentlemen.
1: Good evening,
13: oh, yeah. welcome. So yeah, I, I really new. didn't have a question, but I, <laughs> but I, I, I was asked to call in, I think just cause he wanted to hear my voice, but what, what, question, <laughs> you know, you've been very thorough. Um, everything that you spoke on was excellent. Um, you're well versed and, um, Uh, The only question I guess I would say, um, I did join a bit late, is um, do you think that there's ever going to be another um, deaf poetry uh, TV show?
4: I would pray that there is one, um, and it's a good question. I would pray that someone would develop something um, that it would make that pale in comparison to that. You know, um, Tony Morrison said if there's a book that you haven't read, right, that's that's not out there that you haven't read, then write it, right? And so it's about us, you know, just just stepping up to the plate and saying, you know what, if this is not available, then I'm going to make it happen. So instead of there being another that poetry jam, create it. Create something yourself. If there's something that you want to see that's not out there, create it, make it happen. That's what I'm about. That's why I was blessed to be uh, one of the founders of death poachers. Jam, and that's why I was blessed to be the founder of the geniuses Common movement. Right. It's all about legacy building, not empire building. Empires, what they do is they discriminate. They, they, they don't, they don't level the playing field. Right. They're all about, cause they, I study power. That's one of the, one of my geniuses is power. And the definition of power is the, one of the definitions of power is the ability to include or exclude. Empires are about exclusion, not inclusion. We should, we should all be be about legacy building, that empire building.
13: Well, we most mm-hmm. certainly have a phenomenal product. Um, we have many poetry radio programs, um, Mr. Amen. Ali does not run the only one and um there are a great many poets right. that, you know, um have a great product that could be uh displayed upon um this the uh silver screen or the mini screen.
2: Yeah, true indeed. Well, um, yeah, poet, Poetical Angel Queen, definitely uh, thank you for calling in. Uh, yeah, like I, I saw your comments on the uh, on the Facebook. Um, you missed the poetry part of it, but you can listen to the replay of the show at uh, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcast on demand. And you can also go to iTunes in about four hours, and uh, you can download it from iTunes as well. You can check out the poets uh, that you missed. Early in the program I
13: I, I know very well uh, Blog talk And talk shoe. you I've had my own show I am on many other Folks show So I'm not new to this whatsoever And um, I thank you all God bless you And continue the bless for both of you
4: uh, You as well God, God bless thank you. you Thank you all right.
13: All right. Now, this we, um, was fun,
4: Jonathan. Yo, Jonathan, this was mad fun. I really appreciate this.
2: Oh, yes, definitely. Thank you for being here. You know, we're glad to have you. Um, Yeah. We, Man, we're this was amazing. More-
4: I enjoyed
2: it. Yes, we enjoyed having you. Definitely. uh, Mr. Bruce George, do you have any last words, anything you want to say, anything you want to leave us with? We uh, No, absolutely. I would, I would okay. implore your audience
4: to go to GeniusesCommon.com. I would implore them to get in contact with you, Brother Jonathan, in reference to if they want to do a Geniuses Common video. Um, the Geniuses Common movement is the first and only YouTube video based movement on the planet. We have over 800 Geniuses Common videos from people as young as five years old saying the name, saying what their genius is, and then saying Geniuses Common. We have over 66 celebrities that did Geniuses Common videos. Actor Malik Yoba, Nicki Giovanni, the last poet, the late. Tommy Ford from The Martin Lawrence Show. Vernon DeStanis, a.k.a. Thelma from Good Times. Actor, Dorian Wilson, comedian Rodney Perry. Um, we have videos from Antonio Fargas. Uh, Huggy Bear from Starsky & Hudson, I'm Going to Get You Sucker. Uh, Bill Duke, the legendary actor and film producer so Bill Duke. You know, 36 classic vintage rappers that geniuses coming videos. Curtis Blow, Grandmaster Dude Duodore Kelly from Lords of the Underground. You name it, Tarana who created the Me Too movement. So the movement is about to break mainstream any day, hour, a month now, like Black Lives Matter and the Me Too movement, respectively. You're talking to the head honcho. I run everything and I own everything. I own a trademark, I own a copyright, and I'm the only Facebook group administrator. Our Facebook group is close to 20,000, less than 70 away from, no, less than 50 away from 20,000. So I would implore your audience to go to GeniusIsCommon.com, G-E-N-I-U-S-I-S, c o m m o n dot com, but if they want to do a Genesis coming video, they definitely hit you up, brother Jonathan. So this way we can make it possible.
2: Definitely, that'll certainly work. Definitely do that. Hit me up. We'll make the connection. We'll make it happen. All right, and, uh, that's it. Uh, we have no more time left. Uh, good night.
4: Good night, Blacktopia.
3: Peace.
2: Peace. Yes.